Growing your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Meese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm going to be talking about trends in 2020. We're going to talk about what to look forward to in 2020. So I was thinking, you know, there's just so much going on, but I'm also like in this time of like reflection. So I feel like be reflective about like what worked for you, what didn't work in business and what are you excited about for 2020? I think that's always fun. What are you excited about? I think if we start thinking about what is to come and we start thinking about our business in a way of how can we expand? I mean, everybody sets goals. Yes, everybody has the New Year's resolutions, but more importantly, like how can we really expand our business and grow in a way that feels good, not just a number, right? But in a way that actually feels good to us. And when we do that, when you take that time, you actually get a jump on the competition, right? Because so many of us are in like the holiday madness that we're not really thinking about it. So I'm going to go through a few of the things as I was starting to reflect on my business. And one of the trends that we see definitely with the beauty industry and definitely with microblading and permanent makeup is that it is getting, I don't want to say more saturated because sometimes that sounds like scarcity and I don't want to create that or a scarcity mindset, but more so that there are more people getting into this industry, right? So the industry is growing. Also, the public is being, they're more aware of microblading or permanent makeup than they were in the past. Almost everybody knows somebody that's had their eyebrows done or something done to their eyebrows. Maybe even if it's just tinting or henna, they're starting to be more aware. Definitely in this last decade, eyebrows became a big thing. I think they were already important to most of us, but for the general public, eyebrows, now we've got the brow lamination, lifting up the brow hairs. We've got all of these different trends and soap brows became a thing in the past year. And so there's just more awareness for the general public, right? They're hearing about it all around. And so that helps our industry. It helps us grow. And it also also creates more people that are wanting to get into the field. So that creates more competition. So with more competition, we also know that we have to stand out in a different way. So we have to do different things. So one of the things, one of the trends that I see is advertising is going to become more expensive. So we already know that this is true with Facebook and Instagram ads. They're becoming more expensive. And that's just because that's with all businesses because there are more businesses that are doing advertising. So not only are more businesses doing advertising, there are so many people that have joined the platform. So there's only so much room in the news feed on Facebook or same thing in the news feed on Instagram. 
Instagram because Facebook owns Instagram. So that makes the competition, makes more competition. So it makes the price of ads go up. And one thing to know is Facebook is actually getting stricter on the Facebook ad rules. So I've been doing Facebook advertising off and on. I don't do it a lot, but off and on since 2015 or 2016, somewhere around there, I would run an ad from time to time. So I've really seen in different markets, definitely the beauty market, the price jump. And of course that's going to happen. And one of the things I've also seen is that they've gotten stricter on the ads. So many of you know that you can't use before and after pictures, but we also have to be careful about what we promise to the clients, right? So what we're talking about in our ad, the transformation. So there's a real fine line on that. And sometimes your ads can be disapproved. And also not only your ads shut down, but it could also get your account shut down. So what's happening for a lot of advertisers or people that do ads is they have to be a little bit more generic with their copy, copy being the words. And when that happens, unfortunately, it doesn't resonate. It doesn't speak to the client as much. So we have to really find other ways to stand out because ads are getting more expensive and they're getting stricter on their guidelines. So that means, again, we're going to be more general in our wording, which it kind of makes us seem like everybody else. It doesn't appeal to the client as much. And there's this thing called market sophistication. And this was created by Gene Schwartz. He wrote a book. I think the book sells for like $500 on Amazon. It's crazy because there's not very many copies of it, but it is called Breakthrough Advertising. And in the book, he talks about the five levels of audience sophistication, meaning it's kind of like their awareness. And so what this means is when they first hear of something, it's exciting and it's new. Okay, so when they were first hearing about microblading, it was exciting, but they were a little skeptical. And now they've heard about it a lot, right? And so they're aware, so it's not as exciting to them anymore. So the question is, then how do you stand out and get their attention, right? Because their ears don't perk up with it as much as they used to, right? So this is called audience sophistication or market sophistication. And so knowing that and knowing that the market has progressed in their sophistication, they know about these things, we have to find ways to appeal to the client in a different way. And so I've always said with your marketing, and one of the things that I teach my students is that you want to constantly be putting yourself out there and showing how you're different, right? And showing how do you stand out? How do you differentiate yourself in a sea of sameness where everybody looks the same? Like how do you stand out, right? In a crowded market, that's what I always say. And one of the things is really focusing on your uniqueness and, or sometimes I'll say like, what makes you weird? and fantastic, like weirdly fantastic, right? So we talked about ads getting more expensive and the script or the copy, the wording is getting kind of watered down. But also one of the trends is that our client's attention, our audience is scattered, right? So we've got a million things coming at us. And really this is one of the things that 
When we look at the fact that the audience, their attention is scattered, right? We've got so many digital distractions. We've got thousands of channels on cable and YouTube, the internet. There's so many social media sites you can go to. It's like, really, how do you get their attention? How do you capture their attention? If you are, and I encourage you all the time to be creating consistent content that stands out, right? Connecting with your audience. You know, I'm going to recommend doing video. How are you capturing their attention? And that when you get their attention, they're able to consume your content. So, this is one of the things that has become popular in the past couple years, and it is this binging of content. If you have ever gone to YouTube, you're wondering about something, and then you search it on Google, and that takes you to a YouTube video, and then you find yourself watching three or four videos from that same person, right? Because you're like, wow, this is interesting. And I'm now I'm watching more and more of their content. Like what else do they have to say about this, right? You find yourself watching a few videos or maybe even if it's not on YouTube, you have watched a show and then you get wrapped up, right? That the whole binging of Netflix, right? People binge watch Netflix and people say, I stayed in all weekend and I watched, I don't know, I don't do that. So Breaking Bad, I know that's kind of old, but whatever it was. And they watched all the seasons and they're like, now what? Now tell me what I can watch, right? So I, I don't know. I'm not hip on the shows right now, but so bear with me, but you guys can let me know which ones you have binge watched or the ones that you recommend. And then people, they'll, they'll post that on social media, right? They'll ask that question, like, what else should I watch? And they'll get like tons of comments of other shows that they should binge watch because other people are binge watching them, right? So this has really become the trend where people are, once we find something that captures our attention, then what they want to do is they want to consume more of that content. So what does that mean for you? Well, for you, that means if you are creating videos that speak to your clients, like you are answering the frequently asked questions and you are talking about what to expect before the procedure and when they come in to see you. And if you're talking about these things, then what happens is they want to learn more about you and they start to watch more of your content. And the great thing about that is they develop a connection to you. So when they have a connection with you, that is the way that you stand out, right? They're binge watching your stuff and therefore they're developing a connection with you. And then when they feel ready, and that is the key, when they feel ready to get those services, then they're going to come to you, right? It just makes sense. So we talked about the ads being more expensive and that is going to continue to be a trend. We talked about that the attention of your consumer is scattered, right? Their attention is scattered and it's harder to get their attention. So you want to maximize that attention so that they binge on your brand. I should um, trademark that, binge your brand. And they also have a higher level of sophistication. So what used to grab their attention really doesn't phase them anymore. They're like, mm, been there, done that, heard it, have the t-shirt, right? They're past it. So we have to find new ways to appeal to them. Now, you know, a 10% off, which is a high discount, that might not appeal to them. That might not be enough 
to push them out over the edge to actually get them to take action and buy your services, right? So we have to kind of think outside of the box. And one of the the other trends that I see happening and one of the ways that you can think outside the box is I see the trend being more in-person events. Now, first of all, we already see that with our industry, right? I don't know how many of you would have noticed how many more permanent makeup, beauty in general, aesthetic conventions there are now. I mean, back in, and I'm going to date myself, so back when I was a kid, no, when, when I was getting going in the business, there was maybe one, two And it was usually Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals has been around forever. So they had two events a year. And those were the only two conferences. There were maybe one or two in Europe, but there weren't that many, okay? Now, whoa. (laughs) Now there is a permanent makeup or beauty, maybe it's just even just specializing just in eyebrows, conference, convention every month, right? There are so many more conferences and conventions, so many more events. So for us, the great thing is that gives us an opportunity to learn. But what happens when I see a lot of beauty professionals doing is they come away with all of these notes, all of these to-dos, and then they get home. And I've said this before. It's like, what happens? Life happens, right? So what does that mean? That means that you get caught up doing laundry and you get back to work and you have all these great ideas, but you don't get a chance to really implement them. And so one of the things that I like to do is not only do I take my notes, but I write down like two or three things that I like circle, maybe even circle them in a different color. Like if you have a red or highlight it, a red marker and and circle it and say, these are the three things that I'm going to focus. Like, yes, I got lots of ideas. There are lots of takeaways, but these are the three things that I want to focus on to grow my business when you come away from a conference. And then what I also like to do is write down two people that I want to follow up with and connect with so that I can follow up with those people because connections are so big, which I'll get to that in a moment. So we're talking about in-person events. So that's how you can maximize our beauty events, but also having or hosting beauty events. So hosting a anniversary party, right? How long have you been in business? You can have an anniversary party. Maybe you have a client appreciation day. We just had Cheryl. Cheryl Lemon was on in, I think that was like October. Anyways, we did a Facebook Live interview with her and she talked about how she has an outstanding open house and then it's been so successful. It's really helped grow her business that she keeps doing it. Because here's what's key to know is not only does that give you a reason to celebrate, and yes, it does take some time and planning, but it gives people something to talk about. And when your clients are excited about what you're doing, right, they're excited about your business, they're going to talk about your business more. So it does attract new clients because you're able to say, invite a friend and you're able to send it out to your community that maybe if you have an email list or post it on your Facebook business page and say, Hey, I'm hosting an event. If you have any questions, I'd love to see you. We have door prizes, things like that. Give them a reason to come out, especially for those people that are, you know, kind of on the fence and they're not really sure you're going to give them a reason to come and meet with you and see your facility. And it's kind of like the next step to having the service. So it's like baby steps to having the service. And so 
that also helps you get new clients, but also just helps your existing clients to feel appreciated, which makes them, like I said before, want to talk about your business more and want to really recommend you and your services, right? Talk about, oh, I just went to this great party and oh, it was fantastic and all those things that they do. So the other thing about the in-person events is you can partner with another beauty industry professional. So that could be a dermatologist, that could be a hairstylist, like think about where your clients are, who do they go to see? And it even could be a store that they shop at, right? Think about where your clients are and how to get their attention. So in-person events, I think especially with the internet and everything we have going on, in-person events, not just training and conventions for you to learn and you to connect with others, but also, again, for you to host to grow your audience. That's going to be another big trend in 2020. As we're coming past this time of people feeling like they're just always on their computer, they're kind of wanting to connect in person more. That's going to be a really big thing. And connections are always key. And so, especially when there is so much advertising, there seems to be a little bit of this loss of trust in our industry, or I should say not our industry, but just a loss of trust with advertising. And when there is a loss of trust with advertising, if someone you know recommends something, you're more apt to actually look into it or check it out. Right. And so that's why referrals have such power. So we're talking about the in person events. And then I was saying connections. So that's the last one to talk about the connections with other professionals. I know it's something I talk about all the time. Referral partners are huge in leveraging the authority of another professional and getting in front of their audience. I hope that makes sense because it's a little foggy all up here. So sometimes what you're thinking doesn't necessarily come out the exact way you want it to. So that's it for now. Totally appreciate you and bye guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified Podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also, definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, Hugs and High Fives. See you next week.